Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Phil. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Well, I got to be honest, I didn't know Mardi Gras was still like a thing people went out for. But man, Are you serious? Here at Blind Squirrel, it is, I mean, in Louisville, you know, I mean, I know obviously in New Orleans, but I didn't know. Uh, but man, we were here at Blind Squirrel and they are ready to go. They've got a special menu. They've got, I, it's, I feel like I'm in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, looking, no. Looking it, for a beignet or whatever the hell. And I love New Orleans. <laughs> Michael Columbus snuck down to New Orleans over the weekend. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. But so, that was a bleep show. And that's where next year's Super Bowl is going to be, so is in New Orleans. Oh. So go to Vegas to New Orleans, so the debauchery continues. And I wonder if it'll be, will it be like this where it's two days after, I mean, will people oh. stick around? You know, like go to the Super Bowl uh, in New Orleans, and then you're there. Oh, you know, you're you're there. Might yeah. as well. Uh, but no, like the Blind Squirrel definitely does it up for a new uh, for Mar- Mardi Gras. Today's Fat Tuesday, and it's Drew Diener's birthday. Yeah, yeah, what are we doing tonight, man? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna do something? You know, watch Louisville play Boston College at nine o'clock, <laughs> and uh, and Ole Miss play Kentucky. I know which one you're watching more closely. <laughs> I know for well, certain which one it'll, your it'll eyes are on. It'll be a split screen kind uh-huh. of night. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet it will be. Yeah. I worry it might be one of those uh, games for them like uh, Kansas had last night. Oh, though. it might be. It might be. Kansas absolutely Man. got wrecked last night. Oh, you can't my trust God. anybody besides no. UConn. No, you really can't. And and and, and I mean, Bill Self got thrown out of the game, and uh, and Texas Tech just absolutely boat raced. What was it? What did it end up being? Twenty nine points. 20, yeah, okay, like seventy nine to fifty. It's like thirty. <laughs> the line kept going up. It was two and a half and three and three and a half. And I'm like, I mean, I know we said all day, right? Well, you know, t- teams on the road just, you know, I'm like. But it's Kansas. It's it's like you can trust them, right? And then no, you no, can't. no, no, you, can't. you cannot. And that's life in the Big Twelve, and it's life on the big on the road uh, this year in college basketball. It's tough. And then Louisville's going to be on the road tonight. Obviously, going up to Boston College in a nine o'clock game. And Boston College shouldn't be a tough environment. Certainly not going to look like Lubbock was last night. But uh, for whatever reason, the the, yeah. the the stat is that you don't want to be on the road this year in college basketball. I kind of wonder what it will do for the neutral site games and, and how do we evaluate conference tournament games and, and NCAA tournament games and things like that. So it's going to be kind of interesting. No, you're right. Interesting. I mean, I, somebody, and we'll do all that and none of it will matter. Yeah. You know, we'll do all that and then, like, uh, a team that was bad on the road uh, or something will be, you know, the team that wins it. Right. It's probably, it's probably just going to be UConn. I mean, I hope not. You know, you know, 
went the ban. You know, that's the odd thing about UConn. Like the most dominant program, if you go by national championships in the last twenty years, right? Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. they've got four at least in that span. They didn't have one until Jim Calhoun won the first one in like nine with Ray Allen, right? So what what year was that? Was that I'm 90? pulling that up? And I know my '80s ones like top top I know of my head. Then we get to 91. I'm going to say I'm 94, like, but that doesn't feel right to me. So I'll. Uh, I'm getting on the blind squirrel Wi Fi here. So I'll. Uh, I'll which to, one is it, by the way? The blind squirrel Wi Fi? I don't know. Well, this one needs a key, so I don't have an answer there. Um, oh, I found it. Blind squirrel guest. Yeah, but then you need, you need a pass. Oh, you password. do. Password. Oh, you need a password. Well, that sucks. It's not much. It's, that's uh, Michael Columbus being Bobby Badhost over here. So <laughs> I'm connected. There you are. I am connected. So To the blind I, squirrel guest? Yeah. Okay. UConn right. National Championships. Well, you're better than me. Oh, there it is. I see it. Uh, Exciting radio for everyone. 1999. Okay, 99. And 99. Then, that's, I thought that's what you said. I thought it was 90, I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was like 94. Oh, yeah, no. So that'd, 90, that'd 90, 99, 04, 2009, 2011, 2014, and then 2023. Wait, so five, six. <laughs> they won six titles in 25 years? Yeah. And if you ask me over that span, who's the dominant program in the last 25 years? I don't think UConn is your first it's answer, them. even though it probably should be. It's them. But but it doesn't come to your mind like right. that. Right. It's because it was Calhoun, an off one with Ollie. Golly. And, uh, yeah, so they've uh, they've won. <laughs> That's unbelievable. They've won more titles than Kansas. That's stupid. <laughs> I know. It's I mean, dumb. But they, they you yeah. know, but that just kind of goes to show you that when you get it going on with your within your program, what you can do. And yeah, uh, congratulations to them. I certainly would love to have their coach. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, he, he seems pretty <laughs> locked in up there. He seems to like cold, miserable weather. You know, I mean, I mean, it's, it seems to me. I mean, that that's now Bill Self. I don't know where he tans. But he's always got a great-looking tan somehow in the Midwest, which has basically the same weather pattern as us. Yeah, actually, and just slightly colder. Yeah, right, slightly colder. Slightly yeah. colder. And I would say he's got a tanning bed there in the Lawrence. He's got about yeah, everything he'd ever so. want. And, yeah. and you know what? Like, he does something with it. Yeah, he got beat by last night by 30 or whatever yeah, it was. right. But don't be surprised if he if it's oh. if it's Kansas versus UConn in the national championship and Kansas wins the game. I mean, don't be surprised if that happens. It's true. So it's fair. Uh, yeah. you know, so it's not the John Calipari effect that is going down in, in Lexington right now. We're seven draft picks, five, five first, first round. <laughs> if you go by the NBA Draft dot net, which isn't exactly the Bible, but it's something. Yeah, um, man, that, we were. Five we're sitting there in the uh, sales office. Oh yeah, we night. have to play. Oh, well, I was going to say we have to play the rummage sound about when he when he went off. You, I've you, got you, it. I was there. You were there. I was there for that. Okay, it yeah. was so funny. Th- this isn't really free flowing, but, but this is. I mean, I, we all laughed at rummage <laughs> we laughing. Laughing. So go ahead. Hard. Yeah, if you if you got it, Chase, go ahead and play it. This was. Are you were, calling us with five first round picks saying, "Well, at least we'll make the tournament." <laughs> No, I'm, I was talking about that last. I was talking about that last. No, but seriously, I was talking about that last power, man. You shouldn't, you shouldn't want to settle for win, win, and win, and win. Well, hey, we got five first-round picks. Uh, we're going to make tournament at least. We're going to be a 10 seed and make tournament. So eat that. Eat that, boys. <laughs> That, I mean, it was that third one when he went back, when you thought he was done and he dug deeper to cackle just a little bit harder. I couldn't proceed. Yeah. I, I was, I, it was one of those things where it was so great. Rubbish just had us roll as me, you, and Bosch there. And it was just oh. so 
funny. Because I hadn't, oh, I couldn't, man, <laughs> couldn't quite hear what the caller was saying. Because Nick picks and chooses. Sometimes Nick will have the have headphones on and leave the monitor in the studio off. Sometimes Nick will sit in the studio if it's Dad's show. And put the headphones on and have it as loud as it could possibly yeah. be. You could hear it at Jimmy John's. You never know. What, with headphones on. But but I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> right, but, but at that point, we didn't we didn't know. We, we really, we, we, did, we did not know. By the way, UConn's got five titles, so thanks for the correction there. Hang um, on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm reading them. Uh, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 99. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just looking at the list, and they've got them listed it's as five. Five still have more titles. Than five titles and only six Final Fours. <laughs> when they get there, they win. They it. win. <laughs> Pencil them in. Five titles in twenty-five years. Um, and, but you, but you would say if if, if somebody's like a non-basketball fan, you go, <clears throat> who's the best team in the last you know qu- um, you know, quarter century? You go, well, Kentucky, Kansas, uh, you know, in there, um, Villanova, or something. You know, I don't know. Duke. They, they would say Duke in there, and I mean Duke's got a couple of titles, but they got. <laughs> At five. That's amazing, and, and in a really short period of time. You know, that, it's not like you got to go all the way back to like oh. the '40s and they got one in the '60s and they picked up one in the '70s and or something. Like, it's all since the '90s. Yeah. So it's, it's you know remarkable. Did they have some down time. years in there? Why is it that or maybe, maybe it's the Final Four thing? Um, because well, the, they're in the ECAC until 1980. Well, but, is, the, but they were they were in the Big East by the mid '80s, right? I mean, they were. Uh, yeah, in the yeah. '80s they went to the Big East. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, and that's when basketball started mattering when they formed the Big East. Um, it was, you know, oh sure, nobody could cable television wasn't, you know, there was no proliferation. So, of so it. we're not counting the titles for Kentucky in the '40s. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, we could count all those, but UConn doesn't have it, have any of those. No, I'm just don't. saying there they must have some years in there which they like either missed a tournament, like their their tournament success. Um, I have to, I have to pull well, it since then. Well, in Kevin Ollie era, they, I, I didn't intend to start out talking about UConn, but when you see either. Kansas get uh, crushed last night, and you're like, "All right, well, what you know, who, who can we trust?" Because just when you start thinking you can trust them, you know, you can't. Yeah, they missed the tournament entirely in '15. Yeah, missed it in '01, lost second round 2000. I'm just going since this run yeah. started. Then a sweet 16 and 03 national championship in 04, out second round 05, elite eight 06, out in the first round 08, final four 2009. Yeah. Five years uh, tournament appearance after okay. sixteen. That's what that's and that's what it is. Yeah, it's that gap. That that's yeah. the gap right there, and that's the Kevin Ollie gap. When Without you hit going to the tournament, I, I don't want to be that. No, well we've we've right. done I know it. we've yeah. done it. We have achieved it. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna get there. Uh, you know, when, when here in the next month or so, when we make our new coaching hire, and I hope it's somebody serious. Uh, I know. <laughs> what are you, Bozo the Clown, going to show up? Hey, kids. I just hope we don't strike out. No, I just hope we don't strike out. I hope it's the program that we think we are in the coaching search that Josh Hurd can pick up the phone and basically, you know, say, hey, call a shot and be like, hey, I'm, you know, not, and not go beyond one or two, mm-hmm. you know, on the list. And so uh, I hope that's the case. I certainly have no idea. But it's going to be interesting to see who Josh and, uh, you know, our athletic department selects. Yeah, it, it is, and I know you want them on display tonight for you um, in Rupp. Yeah, um, and I don't expect them to win that game. You know, to be honest with you, I mean, no. Ole Miss has d- definitely does not have the talent of <clears throat> Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky really they shouldn't have they shouldn't be on the slide that they're on. To be to be honest, well, with and you. I think you know if anything's going to motivate Calipari, I mean, it's going to be you know you've lost pe- the well, or the guy coming in going. 
well, if, you know, if we ever to make a move, this would probably be the guy we'd look at. Oh, gosh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think he knows he's coaching against someone that they might have a, the fans might have a wandering eye for. Kansas, Kentucky, <clears throat> Carolina, all going to look at Chris Beard whenever it comes time for their job yeah. to be open, if he's not landed somebody, somewhere major yeah. by that time. And that's that's sort of his appeal, too, is that he's at a, a kind of a <laughs> – Oxford is not a, an attractive place in college basketball. You know, it hasn't really – it's a really tough job. They don't really care. They care more well, about their baseball we, program. Well, we say – you know, we say that's a tough job. I don't know. I mean, all it takes is just a small collection of, of boosters in basketball to get you three or four good players. Oh yeah, and you can you can you can probably win in a lot of places that you wouldn't traditionally think you could win. I mean, if you have the money, I know Wetzel talks about this all the time. If you had the money right now, let's say you're playing in Freedom Hall, to build the Yum Center or to put a hundred million or fifty million dollars to NIL, oh, you would do it for NIL because that ma- matters more to the players when it arena used to matter more because you couldn't pay them. Yeah. I mean Missouri. Now I love the Yum Center. I'm not not knocking I'm just saying if you were doing it right now, you'd have you would you have to, you know, balance that. Yeah, Missouri just had a big uh, donation to the school most of it was to fa- to fund the collective. Like, it, well, like I mean, no, it was like a seventy-two million dollar donation. Twenty percent of that went to the collective. Twenty percent, yeah. yeah. But it was so, like to fund. Uh, it was like to do an endow to endow to the endow co- collective. Yeah, yeah, it was like sixty million to the school, twelve million to the collective, something like that. Something like that. But I mean, that's part of the thinking now is that when you donate to the school, you're also donating to the collective. Even major capital improvements are coming along with an NIL guarantee. So that that's really uh, you know kind of tough. But I do think that you know Ole Miss. So I went to Middle Tennessee State, and Kermit Davis was the coach there, took the Ole Miss job, but was there last year. That was a very difficult job for Kermit. Now, he's not as good of a coach as Chris Beard. But, you know, I think that that was, like, that's the type of coach that that shows up. Andy Kennedy had some success there. But when was the last coach that really did anything real at Ole Miss? Uh, Yeah. I don't know that it's ever back. Well, you have to go back – and to Cisse when they were like a three seed, um, yeah, and lost in the first round to. It's just kind of a rarity. It's just kind of a rarity. But threes. but you're right. Like you know, and you can get uncommon places to get an interest in in basketball. Kind of like, like what happened to UConn. Like, like why is why is UConn? Oh, you know what what happened with them? It's not like that was a you know Gino Oriema and the other ba- men's basketball coaches. It's not like that's some yeah hot. But that's probably a good amount of, of you know boosters there that. I don't know. I mean, you know, when they started uh, ESPN, the idea was they were they thought they were just going to be able to do they went to a cable company and they were just going to do it to get Yukon games on television <laughs> in Connecticut. Isn't that wild? And, and they went in and met with uh, you know, a satellite company like so this can go anywhere in Connecticut. And they're like, this can go anywhere in the world, the satellite signal. It goes up into space. And they're like, they're like oh, oh we why don't do we just it. do it everywhere then? Yeah. Yeah, so let's that's kind of how it, it started. So it's a, it's a cool story and a book that's way too long. Ugh. Is it really? Oh my god, it's never ends. So all right, what 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 was going to be first on your sheet of lies? First on my sheet of lies is uh, the basketball game tonight. You know, Louisville's got Boston College. I think, you know, we're eight and a half point underdog. I saw seven on um, on FanDuel. I saw no, it last night when it opened on DraftKings. Well, but it was open earlier on FanDuel at seven and a half. Okay. And, now that, and, and even after the Sky Clark news came, it stayed there. Now, I don't know. You know, again, this is when those when the lines come out for a day in advance. I don't know how much they really move them because there's not even a money line. There's not an over under. Certainly no player props. So I don't. You know, you couldn't make a huge wager on that. Let's see where they are this morning because uh, it's a late one, right? It's it's the nine o'clock nine, game. Yeah, nine and o'clock. so is Kentucky, which sucks. It's like yeah, it's, it's gone. I can't to even watch both of them. I can't. You have to split screen them. Yeah, it's gone to uh, it's gone to eight and a half on that too as well. So now they're all they're all there at eight and a half. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I think Boston College, you know, for, for Louisville to be an eight-and-a-half-point dog to, to Boston College, Boston College is a problem. You know, I mean, we've had we've been favored once yeah. uh, in in the ACC in the history of Kenny Payne. That that's a problem. I think we'll, we'll have I mean, a couple others. It, it, down all that matters is if you win or not. I mean, and this, the spread going in, but but it, it's indicative of yeah. of where you are. Um, well, we've also been fifteen point underdogs. Uh, I think it's twenty two times now, and and only and nineteen of those are been under Kenny Payne in our history. Yeah, no, he's been historically bad. We, yeah. I think that's pretty pretty. By the way, somebody sent me a picture of all the UConn men's and women's national championships. Oh, thank you for all those well, crystal his, balls. Yeah, that well, you he's, have uh, there. there's a reason he was he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Could be going up there a lot. Who knows? Um, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't want to be. But that's what the math says. I mean, the the, mm-hmm. the Ken Palm is they were going to be a nine point dog when I saw it at seven and a half, and I'm like, and Sky Clark's out too. And Sky Clark's coming and out because he has so, a broken rib. Broken rib, but you know, have you ever broken a rib? No, it hurts like hell. I, got, I imagine there's got to be. This is what we need to get Jimmy Dornaman on, like, like from Ellison Bodenhausen, because there's got to be. There's no real way to set it. You know, it's a rib, right? So it just has to heal. They got to be different. I mean, got to be so many. I broke mine. It took me three weeks before I could sleep properly. Like yeah. I had to sit upright. Yeah. Because if you let, because what would, and I don't know, mine's mine's probably different than his or whatever. But like when I if I laid all the way flat, I I it was so painful to just get up. Yeah, uh, and and so I I would lay in a recline for the three weeks that it took me to actually start operating again, and then and I don't know how long, I didn't play basketball then. Like after three weeks, I just started operating normally, uh, and there's really nothing you can do other than just give it time. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, do we know when it what, happened? What I was trying to pull up the release. I don't. I don't know. I, um, I have to, or, or you know what? There wasn't a release. There wasn't a release. It. There wasn't it was a release. Just, on it was just sorry. Sky Clark saying, broke, yep. "Broke rib, no sweat, no complaints. Finished it out for my guys. Couldn't breathe, and it hurt like crazy. Though, be back soon." I, based on my experience, and that's all I got. And Jimmy yeah. Dornaman would know more. You're at, you're not doing anything for three weeks. Yeah, but we don't know that. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know that, yeah. but but I wasn't doing anything for yeah. three weeks. <laughs> you also didn't have trainers that could be around on twenty four yeah. hours a clock. Or hours I went a day. to the ER and I was like, I'm in so much pain. He's like, take Tylenol, take ibuprofen. Right, yeah, thanks. That's like, what you got for me. You got you got all I'm this like, medicine here. You couldn't give me anything here. Like, and I was I was like had my, my arm up because it felt great to have my arms above my head. I love when you go to the ER for something and they're like. You have a whole big building full of medicine, I would assume, medical stuff. And they're like, yeah, you're going to have to go to CVS to pick up your prescription. I'm like, you guys didn't think it's not a good idea to have some of the stuff sitting around here? Why do they do that? I don't know. Is that not a massive revenue opportunity? (laughs) Well, A, a massive revenue opportunity, but it's ridiculous. I'm going to go to the the, the most extreme (laughs) measure I can go to, and I I still got to go to CVS afterwards? So if I came in here and I was incapacitated, you would give me all the medicine I need. (laughs) But because I'm... Where's the line? Dude. Because yeah. I'm conscious, I have to go to a retail outlet that might not be open right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, sure, I needed to pick up some, uh, you know, M&Ms, you know, yeah. but, with, but yes, this this will work greatly here. Why does that happen? I so, don't know. That's inferior. Well, we don't have it here. Well, don't you think it'd be a good idea if can you, you give did? me a shot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah can you give me something? Yeah. I just need to be, I just need some relief 
right now. So I'm not going to abuse it. I'm not even uh, – I have a broken rib. I'm not a baby. <laughs> I have no yeah. history of abuse. Yeah. Like, dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. If it gets really bad, you got to go to uh, the ER. But if it's worse than that, you got to go to CVS. What? Right. So, so I start with CVS, the over-the-counter stuff that won't work. Then I'm going to go to you, and then I'm going to kind of come – Back to the right. CBS? That's why I went uh, to the ER. I, I have right. a broken rib. <laughs> I know it's broken. This is the most pain in my life. <laughs> and, so and I'm you, guessing you didn't have to run through that if you're uh, if you're Sky Clark. No. Uh, well, I hope not. I mean, that's that's the run around. So it that. says it hurts, but you can still play if wrapped properly. depends on how bad it is. That's the thing. I, I think it, it takes um, – oh, I guess the cord is working. Um, it, it takes um, – um, what was I going to say? I, that, that sound effect it said, uh, threw it, me off. So it took uh, me six months to feel normal. But it's got to be different for each each person, person because the the rib might be, and you, you never know how far it's broken. I guess is lack of a better I term. Mean, Daniel Larusso could do the crane kick with broken. Well, ribs. he had Mr. Miyagi though clasp his hands together have, and do, do, do we that have magic. Miyagi on yeah. staff? Yeah, 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 no yeah. Miyagi on staff. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I just uh, it. it I don't know what kind of pain he's in. Obviously, we're gonna like that's that's gonna be a case by case basis. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, Jimmy Dorneman would be a good time to talk to Jimmy. Yeah, we, I may text him in the break and see what we can can find out about that. Um, oh, so we'll uh, try try and do that. Here, here's the thing though that, and you know, this is the truth with Sky Clark's injury. There's a certain faction of people that will weaponize this to try to keep Kenny Payne longer. That we're almost happy. They go, oh, 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 there's you can't fire him now. You know, I mean, there's a certain element of people out there that not happy that he got injured, but happy that they have that chip to play. Yeah. And that's how toxic things are right now. He that's lost J.J. Trainer, and and uh, and then he and then Trenton Flowers didn't even play, and then he had to kick off Karan Davis, and Karan Davis was going to be a superstar, and you know, all this other stuff that well, you're going to. I don't know if I heard that, but, <laughs> but you're going to have a lot of weird justifications. And I and and I just remember when Rick Pitino, we were having lots of concussions, and guys, yeah. were, they were he's pushing them too hard in practice. He's yeah. you know, it's like okay, well, what's happening in practice with us? Why why do we have so many guys getting hurt this? Year? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I, I tend to think that's bad luck because I don't. They, they didn't have a bunch last year than no. um, uh, Cora Four. A Cora Four was um, it, but, as far as I remember. But I, I, I just think there, I, there's that element out there that's going to that was again not. I don't. I don't think happy that the, the college guy broke a rib, but kind of happy that they could go. Oh, this will strengthen my argument, yeah, it, which it, there isn't one. There and is this notion one. of look, I, I, I am in full agreement to evaluate the rest season. If they somehow. You know, with all this against them turning around and they're winning like you know most of their games, it'd be conversation I'd absolutely entertain. I don't think it's going to happen. What I'm not going to do is have them beat the third worst team in the league in Georgia Tech and go, oh, see how great they are, and they played Syracuse close. No, 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 no. Playing teams yeah. close. If they had done that last year, maybe, and because I was there for four and twenty-eight, like you can't just say, well, they had a bad year in the first year. No, 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 no. They had a four and twenty-eight year. There's a difference between a bad year and a four and twenty-eight year. But if they do. You know, I, I'm, I'm, my mind's open, kind of like, you know, I talked to CL at the game uh, the other day, and he was, he, he was surprised at how much reaction his column got because his message was basically, let's just see how this, you know, ends. And that's, I mean, I, I'm fine to do that because this, I mean, you know, I think I could have made a good argument after the Arkansas State game. Once you get to now, no, you're not doing anything now. Um, you're riding it out to the end yeah, anyway. and you're going to see what you have at the end. And if somehow they were to, to you know, 
finish you know on a big win streak like six out of seven something like that and it looks different and you go they get the defensive woes cured and it looks like an organized plan you go okay well let's talk about it what are, what are our other options um that'd be tough to be honest for me but and i think I, a lot I, of but fans. i don't think we're gonna see that right but i, 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 I don't think we're gonna see that they, they yeah. beat a bad georgia tech's terrible yeah. uh, they beat them and the offense is better but you still have to play defense which i think is to me, more on coaching, but whatever. I can be swayed the way the offense that he's a good offensive coach because the offense does look good. But you got to do all of it, and so I don't think, I just don't think it's going to end like with some win streak because they just beat Georgia Tech. They beat Georgia this, Tech. This elation after yeah. Pepperdine, Georgia Tech, and it's like settled in. I mean, the Miami win we thought was a good win at the time turns out it might not have been as good as we thought, and um, the uh, the win against Florida State was. It's all right. Yeah. You know. and, 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 you know, Georgia Tech's a bad uh, offensive and defensive team. Mm-hmm. Boston College is – they're better uh, yeah. offensively and defensively, I suppose. But they're both bad teams. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really not great. But, yeah, if they beat Boston College tonight, that, that's great that, that, we're, that we're winning games. I like to win. Yeah. My mind is made up. Like, it would take a lot for me at this juncture – for well, me to change my, my mind. If you make a decision today, yes, it's an easy decision. Right. I'm just saying we have what, we got ten games left, nine games left. I don't. To me, it can't. If they I, won, if they won eight out of nine and, and and got to the semifinals of the ACC and it looked totally different, it'd be a conversation I'd entertain. What um, would get fans more excited? Kenny Payne winning, like. 80% of the games left on the schedule. Well, I don't know if the question that should be more excited. It should be who's going to have – who's going to win better in year three and year four? A third year mm. of Kenny Payne, and if you have this success that has not happened, let's be clear, right. and there's no past performance to indicate that it will, yeah. a year three of that or somebody, you know, starting over. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the likelihood is so low. I'm right. I, I it's, it's not even really – like, it, it's just one of those things. And I think, I think what – when I when I read CL's column, and and when I read Rick Bozich, well Bozich I can't even take seriously. Well, no, because it's just, it's people that I think are fond of Kenny. Well, I don't know that C, CL. I don't think is is necessarily that way. I, really? Bozich has made it very clear he's in the tank. For oh Kenny. yeah, he's like in the tank. Not like you so know that he is. So it's it's so I read his like okay. We, well, everybody we know, that I we know, know that knows Kenny Payne likes Kenny Payne. You know, like that's the thing. Like people that have like a personal relationship with him. To me, I I I. I I understand that people have a relationship yeah. and they like and them I root and for stuff people. like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that for Richard yeah. Patino and Kevin Keats, guys like that, and Patino. I mean, I'm, I'm I root for people, not yeah. laundry. I mean, I, I made that, which is fine, but it's fine to do that as long as you say, as long as you're pretty. But I have transparent. To, but on I, that. But, but when I read something like that, that's how I kind of take it, and and I do think that CL's point's right. Like at this point. We're not doing anything. Let's see what we Just got get here. to the end yeah. and uh, see where we go. I think there are some exciting young pieces. Tyler Johnson, Caleb Glenn had a great night. Let's be clear, I think I want all the players. No matter who's coaching next year, I'd want all these players back I, pretty much. Because I think we're suffering from the same thing Kentucky's suffering from. I mean, in a different way. Like, like they have way better players than we do. I think we have good players. But we're not getting the most out of this team, and Kentucky's not well, getting the most out of theirs. I, I kind of feel like they're getting the most out of these seven players or whatever they're you do? doing. Yeah, who, who, like at this point, who, who, do you, who are you not getting? I think I think if we had a coach that emphasized and could coach defense, well, yeah, we I mean, have a lot more. Like the, the record could be flipped. Yeah, although I do. I mean, the offense, you have to say, 
It's gotten better since the you know the, the fewer players they have, the tougher they are to defend. The shortening, like. the shortening yeah. of the bench has helped a lot. And but soon uh, it's going to be like Hoosiers. How many are on the court? Four, four. Yeah, <laughs> my team's out there. But the defense has never been there. We're still a bad transitional yeah, know, defense team. And and tonight, I expect Boston College to be the best offense in college basketball tonight. Texter says they suck. Fire his butt. Uh, Texter says they how can suck. how. How, can they somehow put it together and avoid the day of shame? That's possible. It is possible. But, but I three think, back in the loss column. I do think they'll play in the day of shame, but it yeah. is possible they play themselves out of it. Although I'd like to play in the day of shame just to get it over as soon as humanly possible. Texter says Georgia Tech beat Duke. They're, they're bad, not terrible. Texter says there's nothing KP could do for me to keep him. Nothing. Says Texter says don't make the mistake. Georgetown made with Ewing after he made his run in the Big East tournament. There it is. Yeah, but he won the Big East tournament. Does this look like a team that could no. put together but they didn't four, five consecutive performances? No, they didn't. And this is this is why Jimbo Fisher was fired when he was fired. <laughs> because yeah. the, the schedule was about to get real soft. Yeah. And... Louisville's schedule is now in the soft place, and so you, the people are going to see it win a couple more games, and you, you could misconstrue that for momentum when it's really about you're the same team, really. Uh, says, <clears throat> excuse me, it's difficult. Oh, it's Bernard Ryan to get behind uh, a third year if we finish strong because as of today we have zero recruits committed. Totally zero, true. None, nada. All right, we are here at Blind Squirrel, um, and it, they are in for a Mardi Gras celebration. They get all the colors up, the flag. I mean, it looks like New Orleans down here. They're going to have a special menu. You can get some king cake pudding on the rich shot I'm looking at here. Uh, they've got they have uh, crawfish etouffee on there. Uh, they've got red beans and rice. They've got okay. a large fish sandwich. Um, I'm sure they, they've got some New Orleans gumbo. Oh, there it is. Crawfish dip. Ooh, Ooh look at that. Now, yeah. now we're talking here. So <clears throat> this sounds like an intense shot. The hand grenade. Ooh. Oh, the hand grenade is uh, It's one of those classic New Orleans drinks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the hand grenade. I will got a Pat O'Brien's hurricane for you oh, over boy. here. Oh, oh Pat O'Brien's. Enough said. Pat O'Brien's. When we were doing the Sugar Bowl, Mike Lindsay and I, we were inviting people to come out and do like their – on video predictions, and we had so many people meeting us. Pat O'Brien's, Pat O'Brien's covered our tab that night. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of good hurricanes. Good All right, we'll continue along here uh, again. We're at Blind Squirrel, uh, hanging out with you, uh, and uh, they'll have a, they're going to have a big, big Mardi Gras celebration uh, here uh, tonight. It's basically, it's an excuse to get drunk on a Tuesday. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is, right? Yeah, no, it's and great. I, I and, you know, so so how often does this line up for you? Where it's your birthday. I'm not sure it ever has. And That's what's Fat weird Tuesday. about that. Isn't Fat Tuesday? Is it normally later? I think it might be later. Because I, I don't earlier this year. I don't know. Um, y- yes, I think it's a okay. week earlier. Yeah, so that's probably how. But but yeah, well, King Cake coming out for for both of us here. It looks like this is great. I don't oh, know, uh, you know, King, awesome Cake. King Cake. See if you get the baby. See if you get the baby, Drew. Is baby on your birthday? Yeah, it's rigged. <laughs> I love Michael it. No. So, I love yeah. New Orleans just in general. I've never been to Mardi Gras, but New Orleans is a special place. I haven't been in a long time. I was down there once weeks before Fat Tuesday with Clint and the Starlight people for Fairgrounds. Yeah. Um, what's What are the ones down there? There isn't Star Stakes okay. we were down there for. Uh, that they won at the wire and couldn't tell because there were no monitors. Oh, no. <laughs> but, and there, but there was a, the, the groom was jumping up and down right by the finish line. So <clears throat> that's how they knew they had won. Yeah, that's so, great. That was, uh, that was pretty good. Okay, we'll continue along uh, here with you this morning uh, as we roll along. For somebody thinking about selling your home, uh, Edlin and Edlin, uh, that's who um, you need to turn to. Why? Well, would you like several thousand dollars more uh, in your pocket uh, when you leave the closing table? They're going to charge you 1% as the selling realtor, and <clears throat> they're going to recommend you pay the, the buyer's agent. 
two and a half percent. Gosh, I'm just going to my cough this morning. Excuse me. Uh, and then, and they're going to do the same amount of work they've always done. They just understand that you know the the buyers are doing so much more of the work online that as a selling agent, uh, they're they're going to charge one percent instead of that three percent. So you get a three hundred thousand dollar home purchase, you're going to have seventy five hundred dollars, seven thousand five hundred dollars more. It's, and you should keep it. You've earned it. The real estate uh, people haven't done that. I mean, they're helping, but they don't earn seven thousand. You know, they should be getting twice as much as you are. Um, so whatever uh, is when it's time to sell a home. Look up Edelin and Edelin, Edelin.com, E-D-E-L-E-N.com, and tell me what to talk about it in your show. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Go, 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 go. Go shawty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Bravo, Chase. Bravo. We got a whole set of them. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, you're in on no, this? No, no, no. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, only a little bit. That was all Chase there. On the that, that, cent one. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Shorty, it's your birthday. Yeah, it's good. And accurate, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we're over here. Um, you were asking me, because I, I just I just looked it up, because I'm like, I don't ever remember birthday being on Mardi Gras. And I guess it happened in 2018, but that's it. I mean, that's the only really? other time it's ever happened. Uh, it's, 40, it's 47 days before Easter is when Mardi Gras is. So, um, gotcha. Yeah. It's, but it's usually been a week or or sometimes even more than that later. Because I was looking up the dates of Mardi Gras. Some of these are like March 1st, like 2022. Really? Yeah. Late. Wow. That's incredible. March 5th in 2019. What the hell? It's all about the March when, 8th. When, when Easter is, you know? Like, is Easter late or is it early? And I guess it's How earlier How do we determine when Easter is? Shouldn't Easter be? Something about a lunar calendar. <laughs> oh, it's not okay. Like, uh, it's not like uh, December 25th. You know, it's not like it's that. The, it's the first Sunday after the full moon that occurs on or after the spring equinox, which would be spring equinox. Wait a minute. Wait, so the uh, spring equinox is that like the the Ides February of March? twenty? Isn't that February twenty first? No, I mean it's the equinox halfway between the solstice because the solstice is December twenty first uh, for the winter solstice, and the equinox should be like ninety days after that, right? Yeah, okay. You don't know. Yeah, Finally, don't know. what? Wait, you, you, it's okay to say it. I don't it's know. okay to say it. I don't know. I have I'm, utterly nope. no I, idea. I'm, 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 I'm speechless. Wow. That's my birthday gift. Yeah. That's my birthday gift. Blankenbaker <laughs> said, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Chase, what are you going to write and mark that down? I, I'm about to. I don't know what to do. <laughs> 
So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it so, sounds plausible. Because the, the equinox <laughs> is when the daylight is the same on – you get equal amount of daylight and, and sunlight. Right. That's what, that's what that is because the solstices are the extremes. It's the winter solstice, the shortest amount of sunlight, the summer sol- – do I worship the sun or what? You do. Uh, and then the uh, – and that's usually Max's birthday. That's the 21st. And then um, the, so June 21st-ish would be the longest day of the year. And right in between is when you have 50-50 balance. This so. year it's the uh, 19th. Uh, and the equinox equinox nineteenth of February of March, and so the the spring equinox is March nineteenth okay, so at eleven oh six p.m. Apparently, yeah. according to Google, and so <laughs> Easter would be is the first Sunday after that full moon. Who is still calculating this? It's amazing. I don't know, but like, why does why do we do Easter based on the moon? I don't know. I'm going to need some scripture <laughs> to let me know. Uh, you know, let the Vatican know I that guarantee this sounds like something, like something Rummage would know. Right. This sounds like some Illuminati uh, stuff that Rummage would know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Foro says, did Jesus not rise and die and rise on a specific day? Like, <laughs> yes, but they may yeah. not. Have, they may have been charting days based on the full moon and the in the equinox back. Now then. he's going. It may not have been. Baker, it I may know. not have there been making it up as he goes. Specific yep. calendar yep. day. Yeah, there he is. They, I, I imagine our calendars were way different then. Algorithm to find the date of Easter. All right. Really? Calculate D equals 225 minus 11 Y mod 19. Oh so D is, is greater than 50. Then subtract the multiples of 30 until uh-uh. reviewing the new value of D less than 51. Nope. If D is greater than 41, subtract 1 from it. Calculate E by – oh, my. Did you yep. follow that, uh, Chase, at all? No, see, Un- go ahead, Chase. A, a quick Google search. Apparently, the Jewish Passover was celebrated on the first full moon – Following the vernal equinox, which is the March equinox. Okay. So that's that's why Easter Easter is supposed to be the first pa- uh, the Jewish Passover. Okay. So that's that that's why that's the scripture. I'll just refer to the calendars that just are. Tell printed, me when it is, and and then we'll just do it there because just, this is too confusing. Tell me when spring break is. Tell me when Easter. Yeah, is. Just, just let me know when. I'll need take to know. your word for it. Uh, it's not that it's it's important to me, but but if I happen to. Uh, Celebrate Easter on the wrong yeah. day. I, I, I don't think I don't think God's going to be too mad at me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just tell me what it is. But happy birthday! We all know oh, when oh, Dieter's thanks. birthday yeah, that's is. That's right. That's right. February thirteenth. It, it doesn't have anything to do with the vernal equinox. Right. We don't have to calculate moons. No. Sky. There's the celestial doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah. February thirteenth. Yeah, simple. That's when he was born. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby Diener. Easter is March 31st. <laughs> Wait, get that mic uh, better than that. What'd you say? Easter is March 31st this year. Okay. Okay. There we go. So that's when we have it. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's yeah, why because, we'll, cause it's great because <clears throat> spring break for um, for the yeah. Catholic schools, they're going to get Good Friday off, so they get that extra day. That's right. And we get an extra day, so we're, we're taking advantage of that going somewhere far. So it's going to be great, man. I mean, uh, but this the Blind Squirrel tonight for Fat Tuesday, do you have mm-hmm. a – will you load up on the – on the jambalaya today, or what will you do? Well, I'm already into the uh, king cake here, so. It's basically a cinnamon roll, though. It yeah. works for breakfast, kind of. Yeah, works yeah. fine for me. Yeah, it works fine for breakfast. I thought we were getting ready to get an oral history of the king cake there. It looked like. No, uh, all I know about king it's, it's cake a pastry is. It's a derivative of D the, times there's Y. There's often a baby in it, and that's. Pr- I think it's good luck. I think the baby is good luck if you have the baby in, the, in your I king don't know. cake. I think. Lloyd Gardner's with us here. I mean, this is why you tune in, to know the dates of uh, Easter and, uh, and Mardi Gras. That, that's why we do that. So, Lloyd, welcome in. Good morning. Well, good morning to you guys. Well, you, up, you ever had – go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. 
No, no. I was just I was going to ask you about like you know how many teams you've had with guys with uh, with broken ribs on them and what it's like trying to to gauge when they can come back. Well, I never had any in basketball, but I've had some in high school football, and it depends on where it's broken. First of all, it's broken right in the at the sternum, uh, right there with cartilage. You really have a problem breathing, and of course, any rib is a problem if it's broken all the way through or cracked. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. So, the diagnosis is more important than anything, and how long it's going to take it to heal and uh, where it's located in the body. But breathing is a major problem, and of course, you don't want to get it broken again and maybe puncture a lot, but yeah. just a few things to think about when you're looking at it. But you have to see x-ray and get the doctor's opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have to be some wild Mardi Gras ABA oh, stories, right? There's got to be. Well, not really. I mean, we did have a team in New Orleans back in the open yeah. days, but the trainers didn't travel back then, so I never mm. made any of those trips. So... uh uh, I missed out on it, but there were some wild days in the ABA anyway. But <laughs> I need like a Dan Issel Mardi Gras king cake story. I mean, there's nothing like that. I mean, come on. No, no, we. Uh, I didn't even know what a king cake was till about 15 years ago. I mean, I I think it probably did. That grow up in the Catholic religion first. I mean, I it's really it's a Louisiana tradition, and I, I googled it that uh, the small porcelain baby that that is hidden in king cake is a way for. Uh, people to celebrate their Christian faith, and the baby symbolizes luck and prosperity to whoever finds it. Well, I knew I, I knew what it was about now, but I didn't 15, 20 years ago. But, yeah. uh, you get knowledge, you just keep growing on knowledge as you, as you get older. You or, you get the, or you just start Googling more stuff. Yeah, we've been yeah. Googling a lot. Yeah, yeah. there's just more, more to <laughs> Google if you do that. Um, well, I didn't Google it, but I went back to some old history basketball. And in February of 1956, who do you think the number one team was in the nation? Kentucky? I don't know. San Francisco with oh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell, yeah. You'll never guess who is two and three. How about Dayton and Vanderbilt? Wouldn't have got that. <laughs> Would have been a long time. <laughs> what a long time before I got to Vandy. To get those three. Yeah. 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 And, I know, uh, but I think people forget to realize that there were a lot of great teams back in the 50s and 60s that certainly aren't regarded as powerhouses today. And as I look at it, uh, Temple, of course, and uh, a lot of those schools were in the East, uh, CCNY, uh, St. Bonaventure, Niagara. Uh, they all had great programs. St. Francis, uh, George Washington, a lot of those schools that in the old days are not powerhouses today. So I think we have a tendency to forget who they were. Well, Gardner with us here in the Ville, ESPN 680. How'd you take in the Super Bowl? Well, I went to a party. I mean, I, it was a great party. The host was fabulous. It just gets a little too noisy. I can't, you can't ever hear the game or the commentary. You just sit there and, and watch it. But it was a it was a great Super Bowl. Uh, uh, it just shows you how important that extra point was. At the end, you have to have a kicker that you can always yeah. rely on. But as I watched, it seemed like a little bit of a bad snap or bad handle. And getting it set, I think he's a little late getting it off. And then I think he hit it right on his ankle, from what I observed. But well, that's on anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you hit it on your ankle, I mean, they, the uh, who's the kicker on the telecast? He he was 
He put he, he put the blame on the kicker. The guy, yeah. uh, I can't think of his name. Well, and and then the other thing is is like on the other side, the Chiefs. There was a bad snap for the Chiefs, and then the the holder got up and and oh, and put the it down for, Buck, yeah. for Bucker on the NFL Super Bowl. Uh, record field goal. Special teams mattered a great big bit oh, yeah. in that game. Well, yeah, because there was. T- I mean, each team had four field goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the extra point was yeah. a, a big difference. Well, yeah, I guess no. I guess Kansas City had four field goals. Uh, they the um, they had one. Right. Well, I don't remember. No, how. they can't. Yeah, I'd, I. Kansas City yeah. had four, right? Because they had. That's how they got to nineteen at the end of regulation. Right, and then and then they had the the muff punt too, which you know. Well, it was off, yeah. Is that, so a, special, is, that a, is that a muff or it's off somebody's leg? It's a, I don't know. If, is that a muff or a turnover? Yeah. How would you categorize that in the stat uh, in yeah, the stat well, room, Lloyd? That, that's the ball hit the San Francisco up man. And they they fell on. Is that a is that yeah Ray is that a muff? Yeah Ray Ma- Ray McLeod had to jump up. on it. Yeah, I think you're probably think right. Well, yeah, okay. A muff punt occurs when there's an uncontrolled touch of the football by a player on the returning team. That's yeah. exactly what that even was. though it wasn't the returner. Yeah, but yes, it was on somebody's leg. That's yeah. a big mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we have Kentucky and Louisville tonight, and uh, I'm going to give you my opinion on Kentucky and their defense. Number one. They have all five star athletes. They probably what five, seven, eight, all five stars. Well, there's uh, we looked at that yesterday. Yeah, yesterday there's five first rounders, seven overall picks uh, projected on NBADraft.net. You're not going to like this, Drew, but I, I once again blame a lot of it on AAU's where scoring is emphasized and they don't guard anybody in AAU basketball, and those kids come in not knowing how to how to play defense the way it needs to be played to win at the college level. But wouldn't that be global? Wouldn't everybody have that issue? I mean, don't all these players play AAU, so why would it be more so with Kentucky than anybody else? They all play AAU, though, right? And and that is John Calperi's job, to teach that. Well, I know it is, but team defense is not easy to teach. And then you have three seven-footers who were probably never, ever challenged or had to guard another seven-footer while they were playing. Uh, It's a big adjustment, so hopefully he has them going head-to-head in practice very physically every day. But they also, all these seven-footers, wanted to play behind the three-point line growing up because that's what seven-footers do today. So uh, the game has changed a lot with uh, the big guys being in the paint for Kentucky versus being uh, out on the floor further. And there are a lot of big adjustments, particularly when you have players that grew up where scoring was the priority and, and, and not But, Lloyd, defense. everybody would have this. It's not like anybody's saying, oh, I've spent my summers practicing defense, right? I mean, it, wouldn't it, UConn have this issue, Kansas, Houston? Well, I think they do. But when you put a whole con- uh, a bunch of them together at the same time, if you, if you can weave some seniors in, some juniors in, some people with experience – that's hell. But when you have all freshmen out there, I mean, it's tough. And then Reed Shepard, as great as he is, uh, I absolutely love watching him. He's fabulous. I knew he was at the King of the Bluegrass. He was our MVP. But he's a step slow on a lot of these college guards that are extremely fast. And then the other day, the uh, the guy from uh, – the guy did not take the bait on taking weak side help on that – lob pass at the end of the game, and he caught it instead because I went back and watched it. Reed Shepard threw the ball exactly where you throw it, to the other side corner 
Out yeah, but you don't throw it there if the guy's standing there, though. I mean, it was, a, it was a, he stared right at him, right? He stared him down. I mean, it was such an odd – like, don't you – you but call that play, but you have to analyze it and go, God, we're not going to throw this if the guy's standing there. But as you penetrate further, you anticipate that guy coming from the weak side help and trying to block it. You only have a hundredth or millionth of a second to make that decision. And I really don't blame him for that. I mean, I've been around long enough to know uh, – the guy should have been going over to stop him, thinking that Shepard is going to penetrate. And that's the way I look at it. You can look yeah. at it the way you want to, but that's yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah, well, they're not, I mean, it's, it's not that they're all freshmen. You've got a grad student in Trey Mitchell, and you've got Reeves, who's um, he's got a he's fifth year as player, well. Yeah. But then everybody else is basically a freshman, right, other than those two. They, and they play a lot, but uh, it's an unusual mix where you've got two guys as fifth years. Uh, that, that are playing, and then pretty much everybody else except on what uh, uh, Ugana is like a sophomore. But yeah, I mean, well, it's... I do also think that he's playing way too many people and not getting a combination together that learns to, to anticipate what my teammate behind me is going to do. Uh, get those uh, situations where the other night I think they said he had fifty-seven different combinations. How can you learn to play? I think he'd be better off just subbing five and five if he's going to do that. I mean, I mean, it's it's helped Louisville, I think, having fewer players at least to help their offense. So. I don't think there's any question about that. Instead of yeah. trying to find out who can play, get you some people that you can mold together. Caleb Glenn has been absolutely awesome. Uh, at least we know he's going to give you every ounce of energy he has. Yeah. And uh, the other day I was really happy for Caleb because uh, had that relationship with him playing and coach. The coach at Mayo, we've all been good friends forever, and I was just glad that the local guy got an opportunity to go in. He's not selfish. He's not out there looking for himself. He's never acted that way. He's never pouted. And uh, I thought in practices that I went to early in the preseason that he was going to be a real uh, 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 addition to the team, and mainly because he's a team player. Caleb Glenn is not out for Caleb Glenn. Caleb Glenn's out to do what it takes to win. He was that way in high school and some of the greatest performances I've ever seen him in. The finals of the region when he was here uh, was absolutely unbelievable. But uh, hats off to Caleb for being patient, sticking around, working hard, and earning that respect. Well, Lloyd, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Okay, fellas. Thank you, Lloyd. Lloyd Gardner with us here, ninth round the Ville, ESPN 680-1057, as we are here uh, for a Mardi Gras celebration at Blind Squirrel. Uh, hanging out with you here uh, this morning. Uh, again, come on by tonight. They've got spe- – I mean, they're going to have a big night here. Looking, where do we go for Mardi Gras? Come here. Play me. Michael Columbus's passion, man. He loves this. Yeah. No, so, this is the spot. They've, uh, they're going all out. Uh, uh, Vector Security, if you'd like to know what's going on in and around your home, that's who uh, we tell you to turn to, and they're going to give you a great offer. For our listeners only, they're going to give you uh, a doorbell cam. And with that doorbell cam, uh, they're going to install it for free as well. It's going to save you hundreds of dollars, three or four hundred dollars. But you got to mention us. And it's just to ha- once you have security cameras, you'll never not have them. Uh, it just makes too much sense in this world we're living in uh, these days. And, um, you know, it's good to know what's going on around your home. You can interact with people there at the door, obviously, with the, uh, the doorbell cam and mic. So, uh, Check it out there. you got to mention us, though. It's formerly ADS Security. Same phone number, though, 452-6277. It's uh, Vector Security, online, vectorsecurity.com. I'm not sure I'm going to do radio with this Chive TV on right in front of me because you can get sucked into it's watching distracting. that. It's unbelievable. It yeah. really I'm is. Have to it's move right my chair. there for me. Yeah. And, and so I, I was doing the same thing while Lloyd was talking. I don't know how they do that, Chive TV, man. You can watch it all day.